Shalom, shalom, everybody, man. I'm back again. The host with the most from the East Coast, and I don't like the boast, you feel me? All praise to the Most High Yahuwah. Had some things I've been wanting to talk about lately, and uh, I'm going to get into it, man. Talk about some friends, man. I ain't name dropping. I'm talking about straight out the scriptures, you feel me? Talk about friends. Mm. What the scripture has to say about it. We're going to start off going into uh, Proverbs, you feel me? Uh, chapter 27, verse 17. And it say right here, <clears throat> Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Iron sharpens iron. When me and my brothers are conversing, we throw on different ideas and different uh you know scenarios or whatever the case may be <clears throat> some people may call it arguing or debating i call it us i call it being having an intelligent conversation you know what i'm saying we we sharpening each other's knowledge wisdom and understanding on subjects and getting us hip or you know just coming into something that we just discovered you know iron sharpens iron if i see you in the wrong i'm gonna tell you if you see me in the wrong tell me that way I can be edified. I can be shown what to do if I don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Iron sharpens iron. We're supposed to criticize each other in a good way. Not to bash one another and to talk down. But to uplift and admonish one another so that we can understand what we're supposed to do. So yes. <clears throat> Friends are supposed to sharp, uh, sharpen each other. Iron sharpens iron, baby. That's going on over though, because uh, we're going to be in Sirach probably like five, six chapters, you feel me? It's, it's going to get thick in Sirach, I promise that. I can't wait. Let's go ahead and get into it. And we're reading out the Sefer, alright? So, sorry if it doesn't sound exactly like the King James or NIV or whichever Bible that you uh, prescribe to. You know, I'll read them all. Let's go to the book of Sirach, chapter 6. We're going to start at verse, we're going to start at verse 6 and read down to verse 17. Now pay attention, y'all, because Sirach say a lot, man. This, this right here, just the tip of the iceberg, man. So let's say, be in peace with many. Nevertheless, have but one counselor of a thousand. If you would get a friend, prove him first and be not hasty to credit him. For some man is a friend of his own occasion and will not abide in the day of your trouble. And there is a friend who is being turned to enmity and strife will discover your reproach. Again, some friend is a companion at the table and will not continue in the day of your affliction. I'm going to just stop right there. I'm going to just try to sum this up right here verse 6 said be at peace with many people you know it says it throughout the bible be at peace with people man don't be out here trying to cause problems or have be at odds with people as humanly possible as you can muster be at peace with people but if you have a thousand people you at peace with only one of them people man or is the one you supposed to be confiding in your confidant not everybody's supposed to know your business in fact you're only supposed to confide into one person one person 
It's right here in the scripture, man. Not all your friends need to know everything that's going on. But you gotta, you gotta know who you, you should be able to talk to. You know what I'm saying? You gotta figure that out for yourself. They say, if you will get a friend, prove him first and be not hasty to credit him. That's exactly what I was about to go into. You get a little friend, prove that that person is a friend. Test that person. See what they motivated, their mentality, they they goals. You know what I'm saying? See what it is to these people that want to be around you and claim to be friends, brothers and sisters. You know, best friends. Figure out what they own. See if they're a true friend. And if they're showing that they are trustworthy, that they are a true friend, don't take all day to give them credit. And man, applaud that because nowadays you can't find authentic people to be friends with. So if you do get a real friend, don't be hasty to credit them. You know, give them their flowers. In other words, it says for some man is a friend of his own occasion and will not abide in the day of trouble. You got guys that's gonna hang around and they're gonna be there while it's good. But when the good get gone, they with it. They gone too. They'll be around for their own occasion. They got a motive to be around you. That's why I say in the very first in the verse right before this one, test every friend. Cause everybody has some most people nine times out of ten has a motive, bro. Why they around you, what they trying to use you for, for whatever. So you got to watch out for them folks. They around you for a reason. When they can't go no further with you or they done reach their goal with you, they gone. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to be there for you when you going through and you ain't got nothing no more. And it says in verse 9, And there is a friend who being turned to enmity and strife will discover your reproach. So, say if you do have a close friend or a group of close friends and you not with around them no more, they could start bringing up stuff that had come against you. They know your secrets. They know the stuff that you done told them. You know? They can they can bring that stuff up and it'll basically be like exposing you. Whatever you have confided into these people. That's why you have to have one counselor out of a thousand people. You gotta test that person to make sure they worthy can be trusted even if y'all fall off. Cause if they can't be trusted when y'all fall off, they was never a friend from the jump. It was just a snake waiting there to bite you, man. <clears throat> and it says right here in verse 10, again, some friend is a companion at the table and will not continue in the day of your affliction. So you got a lot of niggas that sit at the table with you, that eat with you, you know, hang out with you, be all around. But when it's when you going through and you, you need a pick-me-up, you need some help, they ain't nowhere to be found. They, they busy. They got their own life to tend to now. Gotta watch out for folks, man. They'll use you. Scripture just said it, man. Let's keep reading, man. Verse 11. But in your prosperity, he will be as yourself and will be bold over your servant. If you be brought low, he will be against you and will hide himself from your face. Separate yourself from your enemies and take heed of your friends. A faithful friend is a strong defense, and he that has found such one has found a treasure. Nothing countervails a faithful friend, and his excellency is invaluable. A faithful friend is the medicine of life, and they that fear Yahuwah shall find him. Whoso fears Yahuwah shall direct his friendship aright. 
For as he is, so shall his neighbor be also. Now, I pray that y'all was listening to that part too. Verse 11 say, In your prosperity, he's going to be like you and be bold over your servants. So, mind you, I was just saying, when you up and you, you got an entourage with you, they feel like they just as important or just like you. They they feel like they in the same position as you. They trying to play like how you is. So, for example, like if I, you know, if I'm up and I got my, my crew with me and I got some people that work for me, they going to be trying to boss them around as if they hired them people, that they paid them people, write the checks for them, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be thinking of themselves as that. That's just a small example. But it obviously it goes wider than that. They're going to be trying to make themselves one with you. But when you done and that ain't that ain't happening no more, you ain't you ain't up no more. You ain't been brought low. Well, he gonna be against you, as the scriptures say. He gonna be against you and will hide himself from your face. He ain't gonna be found. You can't find this nigga. You don't know where he at. He supposed to be your homie, your dog, your partner, and that nigga is nowhere to be found. We gotta watch people, pay attention to who we around. Know who your friends is. Literally says it right here. In the very next verse. Separate yourself from your enemies. And take heed of your friends. The very next verse. Watch people. Know who your enemies are. Them the ones you don't have to worry about. Because you already know what they own. That's your enemy. It's your friends that you need to take heed of. The snakes that don't hiss right away. The ones that... Keeping their tongue in their mouth so they can't, they ain't exposing themselves just yet. Don't take heed of your friends, man. Trust me, I done took heed of all my friends, and I, I, I'm a friend to them, all in different ways. You know, you can't be friendly and in a friendship with everybody the same exact way, because not everybody's the same. But best believe I done took heed to my friends, and I know how to play. I'm not shady, I'm not on no snake stuff or anything. For whoever, you know, see this and hear this, you know. But I definitely take heed to my friends. I pray to my friends and took heed to me. It's only right. I wouldn't expect anything less, you know what I'm saying. And it say in verse 14, A faithful friend is a strong defense, and he that has found such one has found a treasure. If you got a real true friend, bro, you know that's your homie, bro. You know that's your road, dog. That's a strong defense right there. You know you got somebody that you can fall back on. You can come to about anything that's got you. If you, you in a financial situation, need a ride, need some food, clothing, place to stay, just somebody to vent to, talk to, somebody that's going to pray with you. Real friends, you know what I'm saying? You found a treasure if you find somebody like that. That's down 100% loyal to you. Somebody disrespect you, they not going to continue being friends with the person that disrespected you. That's your homie. And y'all like this, y'all aces, y'all A1s. He ain't cool with that person either. He ain't got a beef with him like on the level that you possibly could be beefing with him. But he ain't messing with that person because of his respect to you. That's why I like people like Tony Yeah, y'all respect him. 50 Cent was beefing with Ross. We all know that. And Yayo. You know, he was cool. He would, he didn't have beef with Ross, but because Yayo was rolling with 50 and that's his homie, he ain't 
showing no love to Ross. And that's what I expect out of my friends. And my friends should expect that out of me. You know, I could go into that, but ain't no need, man. Like I said, I done took heed to friend, my friends already. So, you know, things it is what it is. And I pray that y'all do the same. Let's read on, though. It says in 15, nothing contravails a faithful friend and his excellency is invaluable. If you got a, a faithful friend, nothing can, you can really never exchange anything for that outside of, you know, the father, obviously, and, you know, a, your wife or if a woman, your your husband, you know. But a friend is, is top, of the, top of the line stuff right there. If you have a faithful friend, y'all. They're invaluable. They they are rare commodities. It's like finding, you know, an emerald or a sapphire or a ruby or something in the wild. You know, you can find some diamonds. They even grow them in a the lab. But uh, like a ruby or something, something that you don't see all the time, yeah. Priceless. Priceless. It says a faithful friend is the medicine of life. You know, you got a faithful friend, bro. Like, that's self-explanatory. That's... That's healing of your soul, man. You know you got somebody in your corner. It feels good, man. It's medicine. And if you fear the most high, you're going to set your friendships right. For one, you're going to deal with people how you need to deal with them, whether it be in close quarters or they got to be fed with a long spoon, you know what I'm saying? If you got friends, if you up and you can make changes in other people's lives, your friends should be living how you live. Or at least remotely close to it, you know what I'm saying? If if I'm driving, just for an example, if I drive a a, a hundred thousand dollar car, my friend should be able to be driving fifty, sixty thousand dollar cars at least. If I live in a nice house in a nice neighborhood, they should be able to live on the same street and be my neighbors. You know what I'm saying? If I'm eating fine food, they should too. That's why a lot of people, when they blow up and get rich, they can't come back to the hood because they ain't helping everybody in the hood. They don't want to because they're going to go broke. And they shouldn't be flexing like that and spending all their money on stupid stuff when there's people back home that's starving, you know. A lot of people ain't friends, man. They're not real friends. A lot of people get some money, they, they gone anyway, so. Take heed to your friends. Test everybody. Just see if they authentic people. Man, I got some more for y'all, man. I ain't trying to be all day, but I got to break this stuff down. Let's go to Sirach chapter 12, man. Verses 8 and 9. And it says right here, A friend cannot be known in prosperity, and an enemy cannot be hidden in adversity. In the prosperity of a man, enemies will be greed. But in his adversity, even a friend will uh, depart. This is just simply saying, man. When you up, you can't tell who your friend is. You don't know who your friend is or who your enemies is for real. Just because you up now. Everybody loves a rich man. Everybody wants to be around a person that has money that can pay for this and give gifts and, you know, give them the, the fleshly, carnal things of the world. So no, you, you ain't going to know who your friends is where you up, man. And it says the enemy cannot be hidden in adversity. When you down and out and you at your bottom, you ain't got none, you you flat broke, you're going to know who your enemies is. They, they can't hide. Even the friends that you thought was your friends, 
We your enemies and they can't hide it. That's what that's saying, yo. We need to take heed. In the prosperity of a man, enemies will be grieved. You're going to have people that hate on you for doing well. For prospering in the world, you're going to have people that are grieving. They hate it. They hate that you are making it. So you have to use that as fuel to know who these people are and use that to, you know, filter through people to test. Are they are they jealous of me, too? Are they mad that I'm up, too? Because if they just stay stay with me, stay down with me, they going to be up, too. But don't nobody trust the process, you know, by, you know what I'm saying? So that's a whole other thing right there, but I'm just almost went on to a rant. But it's saying the prosperity of a man, the enemies... Uh, in the prosperity of a man, enemies will be grieved. But in his adversity, uh, even a friend will depart. So when I'm up, my enemies are going to be grieving. They're going to be hating on me. But when I'm down and out, even my friends going to leave me. Because there's nothing for them to get from me. You know, it's going to be like how Job was and his friends were coming against him. Y'all supposed to be my friends. Y'all supposed to be uplifting me and encouraging me and showing me love. You know what I'm saying? Not being against me. Take heed, man. Pay attention to who you around and who you confide in. Let's keep it going, man. Sirach 22. We're in chapter 22. And we're going to read verses 20 through 23, man. It says, Whoso cast a stone at, uh, at the birds, fray them away. And he that upraised his friend breaks friendship. Though you... Drew a sword at your friend, yet despair not, for there may be a returning to favor. If you have opened your mouth against your friend, fear not, for there may be reconciliation, except for upbraiding or pride or disclosing of secrets or a treacherous wound. For, for for these things, every friend will depart. Be faithful to your neighbor in his poverty, that you may rejoice in his prosperity. Abide steadfast unto him in the time of his trouble, that you may be heir with him in his heritage. For a mean estate is not always to be contemned, nor the rich that is foolish to be had in admiration. So let's look at this. It says, Whoso casts a stone at birds, fray them away. Think about it. If you throw a rock at a group of birds like seagulls, they're going to run away. So if you keep throwing rocks at your friends, throwing shots and taking jabs at them, you're going to lose a friend. They're going to fly away from you. You're going to break a friendship. You can't always go against your friends. You have to, you know, know when to admonish them and know when to support and just show love and sympathy. We got to learn that stuff, too. We got to learn how to be good friends. Can't always cast stones, man. Would the Messiah say, he who has no sin cast the first stone? So you can't be out of casting stones at folks, man. That's how you... You damage people and you damage relationships. It says, though you drew a sword at your friend, yet despair not, for there may be returning to favor. If you come against somebody and you trying to cut them up and, you know, basically like throw them under the bus, best believe they going to be on the same. You, you're not out of clear water yet, bro. There's definitely going to be a returning of favor, like the scriptures say. So be careful how you deal with people. Be careful. It says, if you have opened your mouth against your friend, fear not, for there may be reconciliation. So if you did talk about a friend, you know, you may be able to reconcile with that person. 
except for upbraiding, which is like talking about like on a on bad scale. You just everything I've done in your eyes, you know, I'm, you just talking bad about me, like like you don't like me at all. But in my face, you love me. You know what I'm saying? You upbraiding a lot, or it's because of pride. You you just can't get over your pride, or you 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 telling stuff that I'm confiding in you in in secret, and you you telling folks. And it's coming back to me saying that you said this stuff. Or I done seriously hurt you, like with a treacherous wound, like I say. For these things, every friend gonna depart. So there's a if you talk about somebody that's your friend, you can sit there's still room to be reconciled. But if you done did any of those things, you might as well chalk it up, bro. Cause there might not be no more friendship after that, if that makes sense. You doing the most by doing all those things. And in 23, it says, be faithful to your neighbor in his poverty, that you may rejoice in his prosperity. Stay down until we come up. If you're going to be down here with me at the bottom, when it, when we rise up, nigga, you coming with me. That's what that means. That's what that means right there. Abide steadfast unto him in the time of his trouble, that you may be heir with him in his heritage. You you down with me, you're going to be up with me. Simple as that. That's what the scripture is saying. It says, for a mean estate is not always to be contemned. You know, if I'm living low, I'm poor, don't look at me and condemn me and think I'm just nothing. And then when you see a rich person, the next verse, where the rest of that verse say, nor the rich that is foolish should be had in, in admiration. Just because somebody is rich doesn't make them smart. That doesn't make them intelligent. And they shouldn't be admired just because they have money. In fact, there's poor people out here that live in slums that should be admired because how wise they are. It's just they have an unfortunate situation. Some people get blessed out here with all the money in the world and yet they still kill themselves because they can't be happy. So it's not about the money, man. It should never be. So if I'm living poor, don't look at me and contend me. And if somebody's living wealthy, don't think that they just brilliant and a great person. It's not like that. That's all that was saying right there. Let's move on, man. Let's move on. It's rock 37. Verses 1 and 2. It says, Every friend says, I am his friend also. But there is a friend which is only a friend in name. Is it not grief unto death when a companion and a friend is turned into an enemy? This is saying, everybody like, oh, that's my nigga, that's my dog, that's my friend right there. But them niggas only your friend in the name of being a friend. They not really a friend. They just love having a title. Does that make sense? There are people out here that want to be your friend, they claim to be your friend, but they only a friend because of the name, the title that they have been given, which is friend. They're not a real friend at all, but they're only a friend in the name. That's it. And we need to take heed of people like that, man. Pay attention to who we around. Verse 2 will say, Is it not a grief unto death when a companion and friend is turned to an enemy? Imagine your friend. And some of us have had friends that turn to straight enemies or ops. A lot of niggas that got ops, you know, that live, you know, that's not beefing with different hoods and stuff. They know these folks. And yeah, they, they ops. It's fried. 
Is it a, a terrible thing? Yes, it's a terrible thing like the scriptures say. Is it a terrible thing? A grief unto death. I feel like he, it's, it's death that's in, like, you don't went through the, the phase of death when you lose a real friend. Ooh, what you thought was a real friend, and that's an enemy now. It's terrible, man. So we need to be at peace with all people and see who these people are before we even let them in. We need to do ourselves some due diligence and, you know, protect ourselves. See what people are about, man. Because you don't want no friend turning to no enemy. It's, it's just a terrible feeling. I promise. We ain't done in Sirach. We almost done, though. This is the last one. Sirach chapter 40, verse 23. It says, A friend and a companion never meet amiss, but above both is a woman with her man. You got your homeboys, you know what I'm saying? Your ride or die brothers. It's a beautiful thing. It's a great thing. We need to have companionship. We need to have friendship. We need to have strong bonds and friendships. Because it's it's a defense. It's a, it's a great thing to have. But you know it's better than that? Like the scriptures say, a woman with her man. A lot of niggas out here want to hang out with their friends more than they woman. When being with your woman is greater than being with all them niggas. Something weird about it when you got a woman or a wife at home that love you. And you claim to love her. You need to be with her more than you is with these niggas out here. Because she is going to keep you out of trouble. She is going to protect you on a different level that your dudes can't. Your dudes will help you get out of out of trouble. Your wife is going to help you prevent you from even getting into trouble. I pray that we take heed and listen to that, man. It was right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Verse 23. A friend and a companion never meet a miss, bro. Like, you have a friend and a companion, it never can go wrong. The only thing that was above that is a woman with her man. Man with his woman. You got that? That's a combo that is topping a lot of uh, pretty much everything. You know what I'm saying? So, fellas, you got a woman at home, hang out with your woman. Let that be the one out of the thousand people you know that you confide in. Let that be your friend and companion. Let that friendship grow so much that you can, can you confide to her about everything. Well, most of everything. Scriptures say you're not supposed to tell everything to everybody. We'll get, we could get into that, but... Let that let that one that you do confide in out of a thousand people be your woman if you got one. And if not, take heed of your friends so you know who you can confide in. Let's go on to the book of Micah, man. The book of Micah. Ooh, we. Sorry. I ain't trying to take too long. Or look like I don't know what I'm doing. The book of Micah, chapter 7, verse 5. says, Trust ye not in a friend. Put ye not confidence in a guide. Guard the doors of your mouth from her that lies in your bosom. So, remember you both only had one confident like one com 
friend that you can confide in out of a thousand folks. But even then, don't put your trust in a human being, even if it's your, your best friend, a true friend, because they're still a human. They can still fail. You put your trust in a father in, in heaven. Put it in his son that's in heaven, the one that died for us. Don't put your trust in a friend. Don't put your confidence in a guy, somebody that is on earth that can lead. You know, put your confidence in the father that is really the guy that really can lead you and will lead you if you allow him. It says, guard the doors of your mouth from her that lies in your bosom. Remember I said, I just said it. You're not supposed to tell your woman everything, but you tell her most of everything. You say it right here. Guard the doors of your mouth from her that lies in your bosom. My wife lies in my bosom. That's my wife. She's here. I can't tell her every single thing. I have to guard the doors of my mouth. So I'll, I have to allow things to go through. I'm just not letting everything just free flow. I'm choosing what I need to say. Picking my words right to either get my point across or some things you just... You go tell one of your, 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 best, your best friend. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's what they're saying there. And I, I told you we're going to touch on it. You're not supposed to tell everything to everybody. Don't put your trust in people. You can trust them. But trust them, to know, trust them in a way that you know that they're going to do what they're going to do. If you know how this person is, then trust that they're going to do that. That's how you're supposed to trust people. If people are showing themselves trustworthy on higher levels, then give them that amount of trust. You trust the person as much as they show you that they need to be trusted. What is it? Uh, I, I trust somebody as far as I can throw. That's a measurement. Oh, you my homie for real? I can trust you a lot. If you trying to shake you, I'm going to trust you a little bit. Trust them to do what they going to do. Let's go over to the book of Matthew, man. Come on. We almost done. Stay with me. Stay with me. The book of Matthew. Chapter 12. Verse 30, man. And it say right here. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathers not with me scatters abroad. That's the Messiah. The Messiah said, if you're not with me, you're against me. That's how we know for one he black. Because that's a black term. That's a nigga term right there. If you're not with me, you're against me. And I feel like that too. If you're not on my side, if you're not rocking with me, you're not loyal to me, you don't, you don't, you don't mess with me or anything, you're against me. We ain't even got to be enemies. We ain't even got to ever talk. I've, I don't even have to ever meet you. And the fact that we've never met means that you are not on my side, which default by default that you're against me until we meet and see if we can meet eye to eye that's why it's called bp that's why in the scripture we read be at peace with many be at peace with many people because um i need people to be on my side i need people to be able to help me even if we just say what's up all the time if some go crazy you no know, they might be willing to assist be at peace with folks. That way they won't be against you. That's why I'm I'm not trying to be against nobody. I try to be cool with everybody. I'm not trying to be friends with everybody. But I'll be trying to be cool with everybody. 
you know, just keep things cool. I ain't know nothing. I don't want no trouble. I'm not looking for it. I don't need it. And don't nobody else need no trouble either. So, you know, if you're not with me, you're against me. If you with me, you with me. <laughs> Simple as that. And if you 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 if you don't gather with me, you scattering. If you not help like it's an example like how we use today. If you're not getting money with me, you in the way. That's a you know, that's a worldly way, but that's a way that I can get y'all to see on the quick side. If you're not helping me get these ends out here, you in the way of me getting them. If you're not helping me chase the Father and help me cleanse myself to get into heaven, you in the way. If I'm out here being a father and a husband doing the best I can to provide, and all you want to do is go mess with the hoes and not be in the house but be in the streets, you in the way. If you're not with me, you're against me. And it's okay if you not with me that doesn't mean that we have to be enemies it just means that you're against what i'm trying to do and that's why we can't hang out you know if our paths meet again we can link up talk shoot the woo out, whatever but in the meantime take your journey go your way i'm gonna take my journey and go my way no hard feelings take heed of your friends take heed of those around you if you're not with me you're against me simple as that straight out of the scripture man Go to the book of James, man. We almost done. Book of James. Chapter 2. Verses 1 through 4. It says, Brethren of mine, not in respect of persons, guard the belief of our Messiah, Yahushua, of glory. For if you come unto your synagogue, for if there come unto your synagogue a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that wears the fine clothing, and say unto him, Sit here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand there, or sit here by my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves? And are you become judges, judges of evil thoughts? The reason why I brought this one up is because I recently lost a friend. And uh, it hit me really hard, you know what I'm saying? Her and her son passed. R.P. to both of them. I love them. And, you know, I pray that I will give them peace and forgiveness. Lost them. I got all these so-called friends and people that tell me all the time, if you need some, you know, you can talk to me. I put this out there to the public that I lost a friend. 200 people saw it. On one social media alone. Now one of them hit me up and asked me if I was okay. If if would happen anything. Nobody. Nobody. Friends or family y'all. And they seen this. But the very next day. I mean the I'm literally the very next day. The Migos rapper. Uh, Takeoff. Got killed. Now, these same friends have seen my post the day before, the very day before, about my friend dying. They want to sit inbox me and send me stuff about this man dying. You know, RP to him, his death was tragic for sure. But it's silly, like, yo, y'all send me stuff about this man's death and want me to be in hoopla and, you know, despair about it, like, in shock. 
But I just lost a, a, a friend that I actually knew the day before. Nobody batted out or even cared enough. It's like, it's because she wasn't rich or famous. Was her death any insignificant than his? That's this scripture right here, the reason why I brought it up, because that describes a lot of people. People die in the city all the time, especially Cleveland. Nobody's reaching out to these families to see if they're okay, just sending them prayers. They're just typing it on the keyboard and keep scrolling. Friends aren't even reaching out to people that are losing friends. Even if you didn't know the person that got killed or died. Your friend know that person. And your friend is affected by this person's uh, passing. Why are you not reaching out to this person? You have no clue who know this person that's rich and famous. You don't know that person. You probably never will. But you want to inbox me and create conversation over him? No, man. That's not real. That's not true shit. That's not, that's not real shit at all. I don't respect that from nobody. Family or friends, y'all. If, if, if you my friend... Check on me. When when I see friends going through tragics, I hit them up. Even if we haven't spoken in a while, I hit you up to see if you're okay. To make sure you're good or you're straight. Do you, do you want me to pull up? Whatever. Nobody reached out to me at all. They want to send me reels and all this other shit about stuff that don't even matter. Somebody lost their life and I'm affected. You my family. You my friend. You don't care, but you want to tell me that this man died that's famous. I don't care, bro. No disrespect to his death, but I don't care, bro. I'm losing. I lost somebody that I actually knew. Y'all lost somebody that y'all listened to over the damn phone. Watch on YouTube. Y'all don't know this man, his family, cousins, nothing. But y'all show more love and respect for that person versus the person that's in your city dying. It's crazy as hell. That's why I brought this this uh, verse out, man. Y'all showing too much respect to the, to the person that's in the goodly apparel, that got the, the gold rings on and the chains on. You know, you're going to tell that person to sit in this, in this nice goodly spot, VIP section. This poor man that come from a suburb that working nine to five. Oh, yo, nigga, you can go sit over there in the booth. Or the tables and chairs in the corner where people smoke at. That's how people treat treat us out here your own folks be treating you like they above it or something i don't i don't get it man i don't know if y'all see it or not but i had to bring that out man and it is what it is man we need to stop showing so much uh so, so much like thoughts like giving uh, so many thoughts and a lot of attention to these celebrities that's dying when there's people that are around you that are dying you're not batting an eye about man R.I.P. to my friend and her son, man. May y'all rest up. One more verse, man. First John, man. First John, chapter 4, verse 1. It says, Beloved, believe not every Ruach, but try the Ruach whether they are of Yah, because many false prophets are gone now in the world. I've, we read this in the beginning of this lesson, and we're reading it at the end of it. Test everything. Test every soul that come your way. Every person that come in your life, test them to see if they are from the Most High, the true Most High Yahuwah. See if they are from them. See what their motives are. See what they about. 
because there's a lot of deceiving ass spirits out here. There's a lot of deceiving ass people out here that lie through their teeth, that are not authentic at all. Take heed to your friends, man. Test everybody and see what's going on, man. Test yourself to make sure that you authentic too. Because we all need reality checks, especially myself. I'll be coming out with a video soon on my confessions. And I ain't usher. You feel me? I love y'all. I thank y'all for listening. I pray that y'all get some edification off of this. And uh, peace, love, and blessings from the Most High and myself. Shalom.